0: hoping the LMJ will be able to explain what was going on. It was online at some point today,
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think I I chatted him on Twitter earlier in the morning, just to check up on him, and you know, he said it was fine, but it was getting serious, that it was no longer a, like it was no longer just a matter of uh, news or something, it was now a serious case of, There was actually shells, you know, they could get shooting and whatnot, but and this is really at that time. because it is is some it, the, the whole situation eh, is funny when you look at it from one angle and it's also ridiculous when you look at it from another angle because you start to wonder where exactly does it start and where does it end, and like you. the 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 thing I just picked up from all the discussion was I saw the um, press conference from Biden and um, he, made, he made one statement. And I know he probably didn't, didn't mean it in a bad light, mm-hmm. right? But that statement, what that statement uh, made me feel, it made me feel like, ah, these people are in trouble. I mean the common people. I'm not talking about Asian. I mean the day-to-day, you know, people living in the country. They're in trouble. And the reason why I say that is that he said we have to look down the line and see the effect of the sanctions. In about a month, come back to me and talk and see if uh, the sanctions have not affected Russia and if Putin resolve is the same. Now, I know you under I know what obviously America doesn't want to involve themselves in any, you know. Christa, mm-hmm. Christa, for whatever reason at the moment, right now. Yes, this country is not part of NATO, so therefore ground forces cannot enter that country.
0: Country, yeah. The truth is,
1: there's already an invasion. Hospitals are already being, buildings uh, are already being burned. Airports, there's already attack on their financial system. People are already finding it difficult to get their money. There's already com- uh, com- uh, commotion in the country. People are trying to evacuate. People are running from... The- you know that they have lived all their life to Poland, to Moldova, to all these places, wow. and because because throughout today, while I was walking, you know, I my my I put the TV on Al Jazeera. I put the TV on. Um, I, I I didn't watch CNN that much, but I saw a bit of CNN. Saw well, what was the name of this channel, Sky News, but most mm-hmm. of the time I was I was watching Al Jazeera, and it was it was clear. So, if in one day of attack, you have a situation whereby people are already like you see a, an elderly man that was hit by like after like after the shell landed on the faculty building, the edge. Rib- oh. You have people like that, different different things like that. Civilians are already dying, you know. There's already they show the rocket in the center of the city, like the capital, the center itself. So if after one day of fighting, this is already happening. So after one month of fighting, what exactly is going, to, going be to happen? happen? Like... And the population of Ukraine is about 44 million. So how how do you want 44 million people to just pack their loads? in the country, like where are they going know, to go to? Like, exactly. So if one day of attacks... And war and semi-war, or like I say war, because war is war. It's already giving the country in such a mess like this. So what is almost to do? So that's that's the that's where that's the painful part. And that that's the sad part about it, because there are a lot of people that will die that have no probably have zero zero to no knowledge about all these political discussions, have no understanding of uh, NATO or Kinikok, Kine. they just know that I was born in Ukraine. I go to school in Ukraine. I live and eat, and you know, Ukraine, this is the area I'm yes. are growing up. So, all the extra things, all the history of Cold War, all the history of after the World War II defeat, all the history of how America betrayed this, so all those history, they don't know those ones. The only is that they are living in the land where they were born and they are being, their exactly. family were exactly. born and they are growing up here. So, it's a very, very they're very, very ridiculous, though to be honest, what I would have expected is that immediately he started moving his troops close,
0: that's when the action should have come. Yeah, so, uh, I <laughs> um, think so. People This um, was taking so him too much time, huh? I think so. People were putting the blame on Biden uh, an no, that and EU that they knew that he was moving those things and uh, didn't do
1: anything. See, we are, see. Uh, Immediately, he was already moving his troops. Some was so made a comment, and I and I and I absolutely agree with that comment. The logistics involved in moving hundred thousand soldiers is not five thousand dollars. I'm telling you it's
0: not, exactly. It's millions of it's dollars. It's
1: not ten thousand dollars. It's a real cost implication to move hundred thousand soldiers close to a particular mm-hmm. border. So for him to have made that move, that's when sanctions should have come. So that by now, it will have been maybe like almost a week that the sanctions have hit them. Now, UK said they've, you know, they've frozen all, all the assets of VTB Bank in UK. In UK. They've done this one, they've done that one, they've done that one. So by doing that alone, by doing that alone, by now, if the sanctions are actually are going to be as effective enough, that will make Putin say, I won't do anything. In one week, we will start. If you are saying that, one month. In one month. You are saying in one month, your team, you are so confident in these sanctions that it feels that in one month you will stop the war. That means the effects will be felt in one week. Like you will start feeling the effect from one week because you cannot tell me that you are sure that in one month it will so dire that you want to stop the war, but in one Obviously. week you won't. That up. So the, that, that's when my own that's where my own thoughts are going to happen. When I am watching all the news, that's where my own thinking I'm going to that. The common anyway. people who are just living their life, going their day to day, they are the ones that usually get suffer, that usually get affected, that usually Putin will not die. says maybe exactly. the captain one that No, his majors will not die. Nobody, none of them will die. It's the common man the that way he will fight. Sure again, yeah, the common man that's on the street that is just trying to eat for the next day. That's person that they'll put bomb on. And then you now consider the fact that they are still bombing Yemen and Syria, and then you know, all those people are still bombing to, for many years now? Man. Bombing is still going on there today, and it's almost like nobody talks about it again. It's
0: like now, part of yeah, the world, 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 world. has gotten used to it. We'll yeah. keep thing, whatever is that no in Syria. it mm-hmm. is, it,
1: it's,
0: it's, it's scary, man. So anyway, um, like they said, um. Went to elephants' fights. It's the grass that, that gets to suffer part of it. Um, it's John about nothing podcast. Um, Bolish has started on the old um, Ukraine-Russia drama, and I think we still stick to the drama. Because now, you've seen um the American leftists, like the Trump loyalists come out and say, oh, if Trump was still president, this would never have happened. That's why they blame that Trump... He said, You know, you know what? Russian...
1: I waxed those ones immediately. I waxed them. Trump wanted to pull U.S. out of the NATO. One of Trump's mm-hmm. one of the, one of Trump's propaganda was aiding Brexit. Even though now the British people know that Brexit didn't really pay them. And it no, doesn't you know, they did not have to go back mm-hmm. to you. Like they didn't do their calculation up to the that's one of the reasons why, you know, what's the name of this woman? She lost her relevance in British politics. Because they Theresa didn't me. Yeah? Teresa? Yeah. Because you, you did you didn't your, your your you know you, you 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 did your calculation. You should have decided you leave. Now you have left all through and through. You are discovering that ah, at the end of the day, is not really as beneficial as they are expecting, and the cost of so-called savings you are making is not really worth it in the end of the day. Maybe in twenty years' time, they will start getting like maybe even, but for now, it's not paying them. Now one of Trump's uh, campaign or one of Trump's, he you know, was like, ah, America is paying so, so, so amount to the NATO, uh, NATO's military budget. Why should we be paying so, so amount, blah, 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 blah. All the other, Estonia, Finland, they should be paying blah, 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 America should not be, but it was trying actively to try to, you know, get, it's just that the NATO agreement is so solid, like, it will require, like, probably a, a kind of war to happen for, the, for that agreement or for that um, treaty to be,
0: Broken
1: pass, yeah. yeah, If Trump had to do it, he will have pulled out of NATO agreement. So imagine there's no even NATO at all. That means it's not just even Ukraine that is available for the pickings. All oh, the yeah, smaller like European countries in the EU. Because the, <laughs> like reason NATO, and Dura. the reason why they came together is that ah, Stalin was uh, yes, he helped us to, to defeat uh, Hitler. But what mm-hmm. he is strong, he wants to start, you know. Connor, Connor he wants to start adding more more territories to, the, to himself. That's why like the, the treaty came in the first place now. that ah, One-on-one, this guy will win also. But if we come together, <laughs> and we have like a joint agreement that, okay, no one will occupy this one, no one will attack this one, and then we have that military, put, put our military strength together, we always we win always the war. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and
1: that's why he's today. But Trump wanted to take them out of it. Imagine if the NATO wasn't as strong as this now. So what okay. would there even be any that there wouldn't be any kind of defence against Russia? So really because after, because,
0: after, because after Russia, if there was no need to anything like that, I'm sure after Ukraine, Russia probably tell themselves, I think Belarus is next, or Kazakhstan or Georgia, just keep taking the smaller countries that all the countries that seem to have divided out of USSR initially. Let's go back and take them back. So most of those things will probably occur. But now, yes, there's the million dollar question of despite all the trends and everything we have seen, there's a million dollar question: what exactly is Putin after? What does he want? Why now? Like this drama has been going on for years, twenty thirteen 13 years. We know they've they've been separatists in Kiev and so, all, and a few more cities in Ukraine. But but why now?
1: So the the truth is, everyone, people, uh, there are a lot of um, what you like on them. There are a lot of um, technic- technocrats and you know eh, experienced people that have been giving so many different analogies of what is going on, why it is going on, and whatnot. But the truth is, that at the at the core of it, there is one, there is something that is constant in terms of Putin as a person. Not even so now I'm taking away um the history of the why the NATO exists, the history of how the USSR broke up, the history of all those mm-hmm. things. So what we I put into it because no one can pre- no one can can say for a hundred percent certainty that this is what is going on with Putin and his cabinet. But what you can deduce from his interviews, from things he has said in speeches is that it feels like Ukraine is one nation with Russia. It feels like Ukraine should be part of Russia. It doesn't wow. feel like it doesn't feel like Ukraine should be a country on its own. And yeah, this is some. This is not something that I'm making. This is something I said before. He has made both directly and indirectly. He has made statements like this. So if he has made statements like this, now the concept of oh NATO. When people say ah, he's, he doesn't want Ukraine to join NATO. The truth is, Ukraine has, has has tried to join NATO before. Ukraine and Georgia, and they were re- mm-hmm. they were rejected. Rejected, yeah. They were rejected because there are some stipulations in NATO that the NATO uh, countries have to unanimously accept that you are going to join NATO. And then okay. France and Germany said we don't want Ukraine and Georgia, so therefore they could not join. So wow. that's the Then number two, you have, you can't have like a territorial continuous um. Dispute while trying to join NATO, you have to actually mm-hmm. have like the same but So all those Crimea invasion, all those things that are going on, you can't mm-hmm. have that and join NATO. So there's so obviously not now, not eight years ago when he entered Crimea, was there really any like direct or immediate threat of Ukraine joining NATO? But I think at the core is a case of. A country's a, a a country a uh, that's this ideology that took you, Russia. You know those who that worked as you know, Russia as USSR was the great nation. It should be. It should have some countries as part of it. Like there are some countries that have left that are not that should not have left, and, we have, and thinking they have the ability to take it. Yeah, some people have said that. Uh, even the alliance, without even joining to, even the alliance with um, what's it go, with U.S., Ukraine alliance okay. with U.S. is even more dangerous than NATO, blah, 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 blah. And wow. will U.S. Be, will U.S. be happy with Mexico having a um, military alliance with China, even though you get now? The yeah, truth get is, at, this, at, this, at that particular point, we are, we are projecting it is not the fact on ground. No one knows the we are just projecting that ah, we allow this, will we will we allow this. Is it because of this? But the fact on ground that everyone can verify is that over time, in the last seven, eight, 10, 12 years, Putin has always said Ukraine should be part of Russia. So if wow. he's attacking now, after making that statement multiple times, both directly and indirectly, every other justification we are trying to corner for, in support of Putin, in support of whoever, is just an assumption and an evaluation. We, this is some, something that Putin said with his mouth, that we can that, that is a factual statement that he has made. So if he feels that way, and if he thinks that he has the ability to take that uh, country, why not? Why won't he take it? Especially especially now that he has a semi week agreement with China, knowing that China will not join forces with the U.S.,
0: because they have their own,
1: you know, economic... Alize, going yeah, they going on, yeah. So, he knows that he is not... Even if China is not going to support him directly, he knows that China will not support... He will not join the US. China will yeah. probably just... Care. So, those are the things that one just look at and say, at the end of the day, it's just a case of what Putin thinks should be part of the country and what is what is not there.
0: To be honest, at this point... It's, it feels like a lot of, so the sad part is there's no way you can take over a country without war happening and innocent lives being lost because that's the bad part if there's a way that's okay you know what you, um, Ukraine we've agreed to join Russia blah 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 and innocent lives are not lost that's that's a different thing because now for the president of Ukraine to be saying oh able-bodied men that are willing and want to fight for their country can come and pick up AK-47 it just shows you that oh my god uh, did they even stand any chance in this fight? This is not even the case of David Goliath. This is a case of the ants versus the boots. Well, and... that,
1: that one, eh? You just, you just have to take the pinch of salt and look at all the, you know, all the things that they are doing. The, 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 the main thing is that what is what is NATO going to do? Which they have come out with sanctions, okay? Someone was asking Biden, "Okay, why don't they remove them from the international Swift? That's international transfer, um, so that you disable Russia you know, from being able to make transfer." Biden's argument is that, you know, he has made the sanctions are bigger than just Swift. In the next couple of days, or next couple, we we'll see what was going on. The, the only, the only fear, the only, or the only um, reason why. I think the U.S. and NATO continue to insist that they will not send ground troops into that country because the presence of a nuclear, you know, weapon, whereby you you the Russia obviously has nuclear weapon, and no okay. one is going to win the nuclear war. No exactly. one, no one is winning in the nuclear war. It will be a complete no. serious destruction. No, I I just, I just have another
0: drama because um as, i think as a, about an hour ago there were reports that russian like russians like citizens of russia themselves were are protesting against putin's actions like if this protest should increase whereby the people that um, putin seems to be governing over are like hey we don't want this stop this like is that something that cannot get putin to stop
1: so it has to be really intense because as at when i was reading earlier I saw that on Al Jazeera, they said they have about 100 people have been arrested. Later, just after this game that I just saw, I saw that about 400 people have been arrested. And the protests are increasing and increasing wow. in more centers, Moscow, you know, um, St. Petersburg, different places, and the cloud. So, if so, the, the people that need to actually feel it the most, right? you okay. that need to feel it to actually cause put it to withdraw the troops tomorrow. Like if you wanted to withdraw the troops tomorrow. Now someone like Gasprom.
0: Yeah. Playing, we just lost their investment with Shaka. They are losing their
1: see they, they are the one that spend a lot on football. They you know they are the one that that sponsored the Central Stadium where the final championship was supposed to be played, which is not longer supposed to be played. They currently sponsor UEFA and UFR will be meeting tomorrow. Obviously, one of the first things is that Russia will not be using the UFR to fight out again. And then mm-hmm. there's a possibility that we draw Gaspar as a sponsor. If the citizens in the country that work for these companies decide to go on strike, to start a strike, and then those companies start feeling because Putin had a meeting earlier today where he was literally discussing with businessmen in the country and telling them that, ah, they didn't give him an option, he had to invade, and he has prepared 630 billion dollars watches to weather the storm of what is going on. Yeah. But I'm sure he didn't pre- he probably didn't uh, know how they, how mm-hmm. deep the sanctions would be because some of their some of their banks their stock has gone by like 45 percent, some like by like 50 percent. And the reason why he had to be doing that meeting with the business, the businessmen in the country, is because he knows that if the businessmen don't support him, in the space of two days, they will assassinate him. Because
0: exactly. those, are, people, those are his biggest benefactors
1: over time.
0: No? Those are the biggest
1: supporters the over time. Those ones just telling mm-hmm. ah, you, you are messing up our our money that we've had for exactly. hundred years. Exactly, and they're the ones that support him a lot too. So, so. Yes, they are the not that support. So he, that's why he had to call that meeting. So if those ones start feeling it. Aggressively, and then from the strike action, some semi riots start coming up in some city centers, and in some of those supporters of Putin's companies, and they, you know, maybe they they are not able to produce for like two days, and they are losing a lot. That so, apart from the sanction from the uh, west, that internally they are now facing that one. It will it will fast track their withdrawal of Putin's support and telling. This this war okay. that we, in, in the long run, we, we don't think is to our to our best interest.
0: Yeah, so it's to our own detriment. There, well. there
1: has to be that um, ripple effect. They are the ones that can trigger. So the protests, yeah, fine, but but well, we already know that it doesn't care about what the West thinks or what um, the outside world. Oh, thinks. So if it was a, a society that cares about that. Yes, the protest would have been enough to trigger him to you know, start making changes. But the main thing is that the protest can can create oh riots, can also create strike action in some sort of these mega uh, conglomerates that are in the country and say, okay, everybody that is in VTB Bank, we are not working, we are protesting their support for Putin, blah, 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 blah. When it gets to that point, that is where I think. That protest can be can like create a, the kind of effect it needs in that country.
0: And to be honest, though, this is this is saddening and saddening, and it's, it's a lot to think about. But I guess we have to move past it. And down the line, I just hope and pray with our friends and non-friends, and enemies over there in Ukraine, get to survive this because for us, as for Nigerians over there, our country is so useless that. <laughs> the, the statement that they released is officially telling this one said, Ah, oh, um, my, you people, you're on your own. Do you understand? Like, why mm-hmm. Nigeria got the government is telling us down your own. Nigeria's that are over, the other countries are running, and scrambling around to so see how they can get their citizens out. And Nigeria government is basically telling them. because I know, for those that don't know, there are a lot of Nigerian students in Ukraine. No? A lot most of the people, even brides went there to study initially. People, a lot of Nigerian students are in Ukraine. And imagine those people are just stuck now, wondering, you have their parents in Nigeria. Who are wondering and thinking about their life that oh my god, what's going on? Like, Nigeria looks for creative ways to disappoint you, bullish. Like, it looks for crazy.
1: I, I, I thought Nigeria has disappointed me, you know. Normally, me on in the life scale of things, Nigerian news doesn't really surprise me because I have this mindset of the current, you know, leaders, governors, presidents, as of red, they are actually there to just. Punish Nigerians to rule us badly.
0: Exactly. To it, wickedness. So, that
1: really, you know, makes me like ah uh-uh. ah. But I saw that FG gave Asu Fake a lot. <laughs> I have not confirmed that news, but I don't have any. No Asu spokesperson has come. You know? We have not that But if a federal government can be doing i and be giving. Fake alert, to Asu. What makes you think that that federal government is ready to pick up anybody that is in Ukraine? <laughs> that's that's where you we that we are in this country. We them. we said, okay, they should not kill us. They say that police is killing us. They say, are you mad? They spray us bullets. Exactly. Asu say, ah, people are winning those agreements since all these years. We've been. I agree, I agree, we as you will be suffer, suffering, suffering, suffering. We are going to start federal government, federal government of a nation, give them fake alerts. I think that's what you understand. He did both my head multiple times. i like, i i be trying to comprehend that. Is his mom like, how what is going on?
0: How, oh man, and, and and the president, chief spokesperson. Uh, Family addition you know, is royal uselessness. One of the most useless creatures you can ever come across in this See, planet. you know this one. And said it, that
1: when he, comes out, when he leaves the office, that's when his brain
0: now opens more. Exactly. That yeah, he exactly. It, it comes, it, it comes out and says to us like, "Oh, Nigerians should be lucky if not for President Bari, like Nigerians would be in refugee camps in Cameroon." And I'm wondering, we're not in refugee camps in Cameroon before this guy came. It? It's not like like are you ah? I mean, uh, are evil. That's the only way I can see it. It's just, they are just evil. It's that simple. Because you could see the way things were under a certain person. But now things have gone worse. And you're here coming out to tell us that, ah, if you should be grateful, you be grateful that things have gone worse, well, not for this guy, you will probably be begging for bread now in the streets. <laughs> you know, since
1: country-
0: immediately there was this
1: announcement that, ah, Americans, wherever you are, except for you are the essential, essential of the last, last two, start uh-huh. coming to me. That's the first as that's the first sign that ah, if American uh-huh. is thinking that they can no longer protect their country, their this oh. country, then maybe it's time for us to. But it's because we don't have public relations. We don't our foreign affairs ministry. You know, I mean we'll see the lady that died in Côte d'Ivoire. Côte d'Ivoire, oh, wow. picture, yeah. That she could have just just someone to just speak on her behalf, that like, okay, this person, check her details, oh, she's a Nigerian, so, 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 so this is are clinical, get her help, get her treatment, she died in detention. So when you see stories like that, if you, you you know that if you are in Nigeria, you're on your own. If you're outside Nigeria, you're on your own.
0: Yes,
1: yeah. So that aspect of even, uh, what's it called, uh, waiting for, what's it called, Nigeria, Nigerian government to do something for, I think it's you know when you leave Nigeria sometimes you forget about how useless they are. Like you don't really know the extent of how useless they are. That's what happens to them. That are the, the some of them were hoping for some sort of um, A miracle. Miracle or some sort of exactly. help from Nigeria government. But if well, you, are, if you uh, keep in touch with the Nigerian government, especially this current administration, you will have known from the other that there was no way anything was going to be done about this particular state.
0: Oh, oh it's just crazy so Um speaking about Nigeria, well as a last week or so we're busy debating the idea of oh is certain Jagaban who is older way older than the country itself is considering running for president, blah blah blah. That debate was good. Next thing you know, we wake up and like ah there are rumors that Jonathan is going to de- um join APC and become their presidential candidate for twenty twenty three. And I'm wondering is this same Jonathan? Is this same Jonathan? Are these so-called APC people all came together to fight in 2015. Call him all sort of names. called him the devil, incompetent. This, like, he, they call him all sort of names that you shouldn't call a president. Then now they're like, okay, you know what? Maybe APC should that's the APC's best chance of winning. Maybe you bring Jonathan. And I'm wondering, yes, I know Nigerian politicians are shameless. They have no ideology, no ideals, nothing. It's just vibes. Right. But you can't you can't suddenly say that somebody is the devil and next week you are saying oh don't worry the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know.
1: Oh, to repent now you know God used to forgive. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I, 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 I just that's, that's just really case. there's the one statement you know that everyone always says that there are no permanent enemies in politics just permanent interests. There, there are no yes they are just you know um. Yeah, permanent, they are just interest. Interest is Ogonicuoco. and what APC must been be feeling is that if they don't provide a candidate that is so polarizing, that's why I was a bit confident that Sinubu was not going to get tickets in the first place, because I think internally, in the party, they kind of know that, okay, it's, it, 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 it is not a candidate that can really, really create that oh, sort of distance from this current administration that, okay, we can do better. Because APC will come and tell you that they will do better. You need to understand that. So Mm -hmm. you have to provide some sort of candidate that will kind of inspire that kind of trust a little bit. And then they can bamboozle, you know, the South, 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 Southwest, and Southeast. Because the truth is, they know that the North is going to be difficult. Yes, they always do the North. There are some parts in the North that will go, so they need they knew that the, the task was always getting someone that you know will re- resonate with the RCG, resonates with Covenant, uh, CCG, uh with the winners, resonates with uh, South South. So another reason why APC APC might be thinking about Jonathan is because you know the core at uh, the core frame of APC is A D and C P C. Yeah. And the whole work are full of notanas, and they are yeah. notanas who want to. And the joker there is that if APC should prevent, present Jonathan and he wins for uh, one time, you know he can't go again because that will be his yeah? second yeah. time. Yeah. Uh. So the, the, the trickery there is that they can now come back and present another notana for after four years. So uh. Dwyer has been for eight years. Jonathan spends four years. By the time they want to do the campaign for the election, they say, ah, we broke food. we just put in South they start fielding North I think that is where the appeal of Jonathan is coming to them. The appeal of the fact that, yes, no matter how much, yes, we shape it for him and everything, is, there's no permanent enemy, just permanent just, uh, interest. <laughs> if we say, we, are, we, are, we now know, see the light, we now know that he can do better, they can even demonize Buari. Buari has done eight years, he has gone. Not concerned. The same party can demonize Buari. That's one thing I wanted to know. When the, ah. when the election period comes proper, they can. It's something they can do. And then the appeal of this guy is only going to do four years, he can't do eight years. So after four years, we can now even modular our way and we do the thing and bring it back to the net. So I think that's where the appeal of Jonathan oh. is coming. So the only thing is, Jonathan, Jonathan himself agreeing to join APC will be the disappointing part because the truth is you, everyone can see as much as the parties have waving candidates like that interchange that mm-hmm. shrink from the side side. There's a difference in how the party politics is being conducted. You know, oh, there's so. a, there's a, there's a, there's a air in PDP, where even as members of party, they can actually still go against themselves, they can have engagement, they can have arguments, they can have like um, opposing views, and they can air their opposing views as same members of the same party. You have not seen that kind of arrangement in APC. <laughs> From top to the bottom, to the promo voice, everybody in APC has to have the same point of view no different point of view. Like, if you're a member of APC and you think that Bwari did not do a particular... Let's even say, yes, Bwari has been useless in every aspect of governance. But let's say, you as a member of APC, the part of the um, mediocrity of Bwari's governance that you don't like is maybe how can do border closure. Now, yes, other aspects too. Bwari has been useless, it, but as an APC member, you are not even allowed to have a different opinion about that border closure. You can't come out and say, Ah, I'm an APC member and I and I don't support this border closure.
0: I remember, can't... remember what Remi Tenubu told that guy in the house of Reb that day, that APC guy, and and she told him that ah, are you are you a member of PDP?" When he was trying to antagonize what they were doing last time, like are you a bro, member of PvP? And I'm I, wondering
1: I ah. the miracle that Jonathan thinks is going to happen if he joins the party. I know. I don't understand that dynamics. Oh, I think it's I, like, man, I actually have my fingers crossed that it's not going to happen. No, you know, you never, the only thing I know in Nigeria is never seen never in politics. Yeah. Never
0: seen ever. Never seen ever. Never never. Either way, um, let's move on to more, more interesting things. Because, in terms of interest, the OBL Star Weekend happened last weekend. And for some reason, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Slamdome contest. I was a week, in 2016 when zach lavin and um eron kept doing battle like i, I was literally screaming even i could not scream in the middle of the night like i was i, I just lost it. it was so exciting i was awake in 2020 when um, Aaron Gordon and Derek jones jr went at it again it was crazy it was amazing to see bullish and it's the slam dunk contest again this year and you're looking at it that okay who are the boys that are coming You say kola Anthony, okay joan toscano anderson obi topping and then um, Jalen green and I'm like okay anyway let's not judge them let's see ah to be honest that was that was the worst slammer i have ever seen in my entire life he was drab, he was boring they missed too many drunks, there was no life it was just lifeless at some point you felt that even when it would be topping one he could probably have thrown the ball up and have gone and we still would have won because it was that bad. I know some people have come out and they said, oh, let's have the three points contest after Islam slam dunk contest. I don't agree with that. Because I feel like when if the slam dunk contest is good, it produces so much adrenaline that it, 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 um, having the three-point contest, contest, contest will feel like an anticlimax. So, but now, like, how do you fix the slam dunk contest? Like, there are great players in the NBA, players that in-game dunkers, like um, LeBron, who is getting older, Ross, jamurans players that dunk in-game but this, this, suddenly these players have no interest in the dunk contest. Like, how do you bring it back? Because we've had great players like Dominic, Kobe, um, is is Ernest himself, Jordan, like great players in the past took part in the slam dunk contest. But now, it seems like players don't even want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. So, for
1: instance, I'm happy I I, I missed the slam dunk because I don't I think I slept off. And I woke up and I started I checking Twitter and I saw that <laughs> Everyone they're bashing it that like, ah, this is the worst, this is the worst, this is the worst. Eh, ah, eh. that's that's what simple. But the, the I think for how to fix the contest, a lot of people have been coming up, you know, with different ideologies. And I think one of the the best ones is that I think one of the reasons why some people decided to stay away was when aragodo did win the second time. Mm-hmm. Like it felt robbed. It felt like the judges. That was, I think that was two years ago. It felt yes, like the so judges mm-hmm. were penalizing him. Like they were. They, it, it almost like they were grading him not according to the don'ts, but they were grading him based on Arab goddamn. Meanwhile, other people would do something that was not close to what he did. He would get 9.5, 10. but he would do something that you know, and you'd be getting nine. So that kind of thing. I think people feel like the judging system is not as. Um, has been watered down, or maybe there have been people that should not have won that have won it. But that is mm-hmm. one thing. The, the NBA has to assure people, has to find a way to assure you that, don't worry. If you come for this dog contest, if you are the, you will get the proper judging system in place, maybe over all the judges, or find an other way to confirm the judges and decision or something like that. That's number one. I and then have a set through and say, okay, if you, for example, if you miss a dunk three times, please, just do it. <laughs> I don't understand why someone is attempting to dunk 10 times, 10 times, 10 times. If you miss a dunk, even two times, it's a dunk contest. Don't come and dampen the spirit of everyone in the building. If you miss a dunk twice, Alaye, dust your boots, you're out of the competition. Easy. That should be it should be like that. That way, because what I noticed is that someone like Jalen Green, when I saw the highlights, was trying oh to... Oh, my battle. God. Oh, I was trying to and, and create, like I was trying to form extra creative and all that stuff. Then another thing you can do to probably bring in the Jamorans, the you know, the even LeBron James, mm-hmm. you know, Giannis, is probably say okay, whoever wins the dunk contest can donate the winning of one million to that charity. I think that one can also bring the Sensitize yeah. That one and there's the money is there in the NBA. Yeah, it's just to find one sponsor that will say, okay, can you slam dunk contest that will sponsor it again? Yeah, um, to
0: be we'll honest, it's the ATT sponsors the slam dunk contest, and I think they would, um, have, so they would it's have to better,
1: pay. If you tell a chance, to drop one million, it's better than this draft that happened this year, where you can have uh, proper com- com- in a, you know, com- competent guys in the compete. So I think I that's.
0: And I even agreed agree with um, seven Smith's idea to an extent there. Because you go online, if you follow Boyle's life on Twitter or on Instagram, you see some of these dunkers that are non-professionals. There are guys all over the US that just dunk for a living. They are athletic as crazy. But they don't really understand the route. They're not good enough when it comes to the mm. rudiments of basketball to play in the NBA and stuff like this. You can have a contest whereby these guys, maybe all through the year, you are bringing some of these best guys to come and compete. And the players... Have, have maybe have a different team or have a selection like to incentivize people to pay attention if you're not careful, if the nba is not careful this slam dunk contest used to be the most exciting thing on saturday nights when it comes to the all-star weekend if i'm not careful man i won't put, put on our tv on saturday night and wait for steph curry to come and put on a show on sunday um speaking of steph curry ah oh, man when yannis said on saturday that it's his fault that everybody seems to be taking three pointers these days yannis wasn't wrong like sometimes you just watch him playing. like this guy is not really human but let's just go on, do you understand, let's just go the way he, he, he just kept dropping those threes and you have to give it to Lebron as well, he was smart enough to draft Giannis and Steph on his team and be like yeah this one's gara, like Steph was, he was crazy, the NBA, um, NBA All-Star record with 16 threes, like it just looked like it was on stop, stop all night well so I think
1: and we need to thank the Cleveland crowd. Because uh-huh. I think if if they didn't yeah, they win, win as <laughs> much, I don't think they will have, have really gone for it like that. I think you probably uh, score like maybe eight threes in the game, you know, mm-hmm. nine threes or something like that. I think last year he scored eight threes, eight threes or something. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the boo. You want to boo me? No Wala. <laughs> let me let me let me give you something to boo. And at some point, the crowd got to a point where they were like, no, no, no. My boy, you can't keep, you can't keep hating on greatness. This is too good. We can't. Like, he got to a point all the bulls were now chairs Because they were like, what? What's he winning? Championship time, boy. what he winning win a, it's cool <laughs> it's a, kid. He's, a kid. He's a kid for Macron. Let's just... Exactly. Let's,
0: was
1: and, yeah, let's claim him and give him the props, I beg. Because this guy is just something else. So, I think that, that's just the whole idea. And then someone are tied it to, oh, but Simmons doesn't want to play in the crowd because they are booing him. But, guy, if you play in the crowd and they boo you and you give them 55 and you come don't back and you give them 40, now them by themselves will reduce their booing. But they will know that, ah, this is are boring. They are giving you fuel. They are giving you, you
0: know, drive and momentum. See, to See, it, it even happens in every sport. Like, when Ikadi was still at Inter, and when he wrote his book, and he insulted the, uh, the cover nod, like, Inter's had caused set of fans in his book, blah, 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 and he did it, and they were like, he should not be captain, stripping off captaincy, and Zanetti was his vice president came out and said, Oh, they're not going to trip on with Captain C, blah blah blah. The minute the started scoring goals, in top four to win Champions League continues to score goals, they forgot. They started hailing him again, like hey, Maroy he card. This see one thing about fans is that once you start doing well, scoring points, scoring goals, you start winning. your mind keeps whatever it is, unless you kill somebody, unless whatever it is that is the extreme. If it's just boost, trust me, they will forget when you start playing well. Every great player like Rangi spent his entire life at Man United. At some point there was a, fan, a point that United fans were booing him. Like so, this the idea that oh, I don't like the fact that the Sixers fans are booing me. I want to leave. I don't want to play. My mental health is affected. Blah, like, like most of the things that Ben Simmons told us prior to this trade, even after this trade, is, it's just it just shows his character as a person that, to me as I see it. Like that's as I really see it. Um, the NBA 75 happened. Like 75 greatest players in the history of the league were announced. Even they be announced earlier in the year, but. We saw the MP honor them more. Is there any player that you feel like was unlucky to miss out on the list? I think the, the clearest,
1: maybe three. The clearest three will probably be Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. Tony Parker, mm-hmm. Clay Thompson. Because okay. you 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 if you look at it, you start looking at okay. Uh Anthony Davis is there, Dwight Howard is not there. Their careers are almost comparable, if not. And uh, Dwight Howard even has more accolades than Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis can barely even stay on the pitch. Yes, they put Anthony Davis there because of his projected talent and a presence on the Lakers team. If he was still in New Orleans, he wasn't going to be a platinum. Meanwhile, Dwight Howard's uh, achievement on Orlando alone was enough for him to get a platinum. So that's all. I think that is a is a huge miss you know? for
0: them as well. Then
1: the other person is who they continue to who they continue to slight, they continue they continue to you know um, disrespect is Clay Thompson. There was one time that was in 2019 or 2018. Where was to make All NBA and yes.
0: came out came and out, he lost made NBA and he lost NBA. 60 million. He, he lost million. oh my god, like. Because some people were
1: voting without their brain. Because I don't know yeah. what came out of that thing. Yeah, it was good mm-hmm. and all that, but not all NBA in the guards. Yeah. Clay lost $60
0: million I mean, because of that vote.
1: Clay, what Clay does on both ends of the field. And the same kind of thing, this stops Top 75. It's kind of because I was watching the ceremony. It was so beautiful. Like, NBA, mm-hmm. you know, they know how to do all this production that, you know, they give that, giving that flowers, giving the props, you know, the old decoration of the diamonds in the sky. And The announcements, you know, it was so glowing and beautiful. And I was just like, Clay should be here, and you know, you'll watch it from home, and you'll be so disappointed. I'm sorry, you'll be so disgusted looking at how excited they're being celebrated. And it's not part of that. So, I think, I think those are probably the three guys that you know, though obviously, if you do the analysis, do the breakdown, there'll be one or two other people that you know, other options, and yeah, but to- I think,
0: th- I feel like those are the most that. Because you can't tell
1: me Demian Lillard is top 75 with all due respect to his talent. There's nothing the Lillard has actually done in the NBA that you know, you can say, oh, you can use it to, in terms of yes, he has scored so many points. If it's that one, then maybe we've we'll gone and just put on the top 100 points and then put them at the top 100. But no, the Lillard has not done MVP. As soon as he hasn't even played in the final, he hasn't won a finance MVP or even league MVP. He hasn't let the league scoring before. Like, okay, what exactly is the reason why he's is getting the shout? Over even someone like, someone that I didn't like, like Kyrie Why is the Manila getting the shout over him? Is it because Kyrie doesn't want to get vaccinated? So, it's just, I know there's a lot of subjective uh, analysis that will be done when picking the list, but I just feel like Dwight Howard, should be there with the amount of defensive player of the year and where there
0: has one is and at
1: yeah, some point that I, I I don't know if he's there but I can't remember is ben, ben
0: Wallace. I don't think he's in the list. No there's no players from the Detroit is so he's, he's not there. And to be honest I don't think Ben Wallace has... should be on the list. Why I know that he, he did well defensive players of the year. Yes I know that he did well for an undrafted player to come in the league and do and to have done what he had done. I said yes, but when you say it's almost the same, Ben Wallace has not been inducted into the Hall of Fame yet, I know at some point he's probably going to be inducted, but he's not, he was never a first ballot Hall of Famer yes, he contributed in a very very good Detroit team, one of those defensive players of the year, but in terms of ability, like natural ability, even Dwight Howard has other defensive players of the year, but you could see all the, Dwight Howard took an under- Orlando team that had no business going to an nba finals it took them there like it was that dominant on both ends of the floor and as much as ben wallace don't get me wrong he was a very good player and did everything he was part of a detroit team that was a very very good team it wasn't like oh the reason why detroit pistons won that championship or go to the finals back to back was because of ben wallace no it was part of a very good team and he made his own contribution that that's why i see the difference between ben and Dwight, like there's no without everyone in the graph, grandf- even um, Jamil Nelson, um, and 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 the likes, most of those guys were part of the, uh, the Orlando team. Like they knew that Dwight was their best player by a mile, like mm-hmm. by a mile. And in Detroit, you could as well, if you put Dwight Howard uh, in where Ben Wiley Spring, the Detroit probably wins an extra ring, they probably, they, they probably get, get past San Antonio Spurs, and they're like, they probably beat Spurs and win back to back titles. But Ben Wallace for everything. Don't, if he was that good, trust me, would have been an all of fame already. He has retired for a while now, but he hasn't been put in as a as a first ballot. There's not even Chris Webber in NBA 75, and Chris Webber was a better player than um, Ben Wallace. Yeah. Like yeah. Chris Webber was a better player and all star played very well in his career. So is this 75? Yeah, it has to be. You have to look at this and say, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. That guy personally gave you buckets. Like that guy. Individually as a player, was it like Clay Thompson? Was it when you, you sit down and about Clay Thompson? You remember 37 points in a quarter, like game game six, Clay. Like those are the things that you remember about that particular individual. You can't point your hand and say, "Oh, this is what I remember about Peno as an individual." Yes, defensively, he did well for himself. Like, how, how many players go on to go from being undrafted to become great? So it's just, yeah. But I, I don't think he deserves to be on the 75 list. And to be honest, being on general is going to be hard because. The next 25 years is going to be crazy and full of talent. The other players that like, you like know, are going to crack, crack their top 100 already. The players, players like Lucas, current projection. And
1: I think some of the guys on the top 50, mm-hmm. you know, yes, maybe because it of it you know, it's difficult to take them out, you know. But mm-hmm. I think so some that that if have, I think you are comparing some, there are some that should not make, the, make it to the under.
0: I I, still believe some of them, some of those those top 50 some guys will still go out because the NBA has shown that there's a level of talent coming in, it's crazy. Like, you can say Embiid, Luca Devin Booker, Jamorant, if Zion Williamson gets his career back on track, hopefully, like, there are players that you can point to now that you know that, okay, these players are going to crack top 100 in the next 25 years, like, as long as they don't suffer any career-threatening injuries or something. They will crack that top five, like that top 100. So at some point, some of these players have been in the top 50, we'll be like, ah, sir, please excuse us. We need to put the best of the best years, the best players that ever played. Mm-hmm. The 100, the so individual abilities have to count. Um, you know what? Before we just call it in, I think we should just go to um when we saw the entire story regarding from Lawan about Michael Massey because eventually we saw the video where after Marcy said, oh, you know what? No, lap cards will not pass. Then Cristiano started to complain. Then, apparently, Red Bull's general manager, Whitley, spoke to Marcy and said, Oh, I think you should let the cars between Hamilton and Verstappen pass. Then, so that we can have a race. And I was like, Yeah, that's good. And he did it. And Toto Wolf was like, Marcy, this is unfair. Because on a normal day, the rule states that all lap cars must pass. Or if you decide that, okay, the race is about to come to an end, all lap cars should continue to race constantly. So what Marcy does is, okay, the lap cars between Hamilton and Verstappen pass. The rest of you don't pass. Hey, safety car, is one more lap you like remaining. Enter inside sharply, sharply. Just enter inside, I want to see final race. So he did all those things for Red Bull. Red, Verstappen has won the championship. Now, after the whole controversy and fans demanding for his head, Marcy has gone. Yeah, you think it will end there. Only for Cristiano and Verstappen to come out today and say, oh, no, Marcy didn't do anything wrong. He was a good guy. He followed the rules. I am wondering, okay, it's bad enough that he helped you guys cheat. Are we now seriously defending him again? So the, the question, the reason why, that's
1: why at that point people were clamoring for Messi should not drop the case. But because Messi, Messi is one of the big teams in the league mm-hmm. and in the championship, and you know, Messi does not want to drag the F1 reputation through the mud. They dropped it. Because if they had continued the case up to the highest level, go to cars, they would have won. Because all these um, all these um, evidences would be put there. And they will not ask, the, the simple question will be asked, this particular rule that was followed, why was it followed? Was it followed because it was in the rule book? Was it followed because it will not be clear that you followed this rule because you were told by Red Bull to follow this direct rule? Some people want to bring up, ah, uh, Toto Wolf is to tell Masi what to do. But those times when Toto Wolf says something, there are things that are in the rule book, not like Toto exactly. Wolf manufacturing rules <laughs> of the team. There are things that, like, if Toto Wolf say, ah, Marcy allow them race, allow, allow them race, let them know safety car. That means there's actually in the rule book a situation whereby Marcy can decide whether they're a safety car or not. Like, those yeah. are the kind of mm, rules. Yes, rules. That, that's even like, subjective. Uh-huh. again, not in a case where it is expressly defined that, okay, is it that you allow the old lab cars pass through or
0: pass.
1: not? Uh-huh. So, so the fact that someone actually allows some, you know, let's do it like this, giving you exactly the blueprint of what to do, which is, which by default, any, any you know, one can know that this particular thing that was said is to the advantage of Red Bull and is uh-huh. going to put them in the sole position to win the race. It was so glaring because they changed their tires. Everything, everything about that opinion was completely biased. And I, I still feel like Massey should not just be fired. Yes, he has been fired. He should be investigated. They should monitor his Cayman Island account, his Panama account, his Opera <laughs> account, the account. account for payments from Red Bull. Because it's not just, I don't believe it's just a case that hey, it's succumbed on that pressure. No, I feel that it was... I, I, I'm actually, you know, I'm willing to put the claim on him that he actually was bright to do that rubbish. So, like, I know Verstappen's uh aura and his way or, and his, you know, his countenance from before, he, I'm not surprised he came out to say that. And obviously, Christian, Christian is a person that you know, he has to dance at the back. I think Christian is not confrontational like that. But he has a driver that is very confrontational. And I think Christian feels that for him to continue to get the best out of this driver, he has to continue to dance to his team. I think that's mm-hmm. where Christian is. you go got, you got to look at Christian from, you know, his interactions mm-hmm. in the past. And, mm-hmm. He's not really... Yes, he will lay blame, like, every principal of everything will lay blame. Yeah, he wasn't you know, talkative,
0: but he wasn't this
1: Yeah, every crazy. principal thing will have complaints and whatnot. But he's not really a very confrontational person. But mm-hmm. since... The ascension of Max and the need to always cater to Max. Even when he doesn't want to be confrontational, I've noticed and you can see his body language and you can see his press conferences. Sometimes try to douse it in humor, but you can see that he's having to be more confrontational just to be sure that he's in line with his um his main driver and satisfy the main driver. So that one does not down to it. So but it's painful. You know, what they did to Hamilton it is it is probably one of the biggest acts of racism we've experienced in in yeah
0: in, in the issues that,
1: that football in sports because it's, it's clearly it was clearly you know all the indications pointed to the fact that it was clearly motivated by racism and does not a, a, it was it was a championship that you know, was won by it, it always come up that this particular challenge was when you know they gave it to the startlin yeah, but I think Messi Messi have the ability to continue to you know push the limits and Hamilton, you know I like the statement he made. He said, if you think what you saw towards the end of the last the, the championship was my best, wait till you see me this year because are, he yeah. also wants to punish them, and that's what I like about Hamilton. You know, yeah, yes, I, I, I think you are I racist, but we talk your eye. Exactly. I think what what,
0: what I would just say, in on is um We have to give him credit for the way he has handled the entire thing because I bet you if it was the other way around, if it had happened to Verstappen and Red Bull instead of Mercedes, like the FIA building would figuratively be on fire. Christian Ona would be in front of every mic he can find, every day talking about how they were cheated, how they were jilted, how the championship should not count. He probably would be in cast office every morning in Switzerland. Like this cannot happen, But, but suddenly. It, it happened in his favor, they did what they wanted to do, and now he's talking about how Marcy is a great guy and was a great trade director. No, voila. Eh, Mona, all of us, all of us, basically, will happen this year. Um, I'm afraid as much as we have a lot to cover, we will probably have to move them until next week when most of the guys are around. Um, Bolish, thank you so much for being here, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule tonight. So, to, thank you guys for having to join up um and as to our friends and family members and people living in ukraine we wish you guys all the best including lmg we hope like we hope and pray for your safety um until next week guys please have a lovely weekend and stay safe out there